Infinity Bros podcast, the only podcast that is perfectly balanced, as all things should be. My name is Isaac Edlin. I am your host tonight, and I have one other very special friend in Infinity Bro with me. It is Mike. It's Mike Jones. <laughs> not Mike. It's not Mike. Mike. Jones. It's, it's Mark Jones. Had a little little burp there that just sneaked out right when I was about to say your name. Special guest uh, Mike, Jones Mike Jones in the house. Everybody. <laughs> Mike Jones, let's go. Who? Mike Jones. There's for all the. I don't know. I mean, we were the late 30s we were talking about Mike people. on the podcast last week a lot, and it just you know just you started know. calling Mark Mike apparently. Mark so Mike. here we yes, are. There I am. Well, I'm here. Infinity Bros Universe. Yeah. My name is Mark. Hasn't changed. Um, no matter how hard Isaac tries to make a change, <laughs> I'm just here for you know, for your enjoyment. I, I think I think where we got the disconnect is uh, on on the patron section of this podcast, which you guys can go check out if you have become a patron exclusive member. You can on get uncut episodes on Patreon. Yes, uh, you can get access to uncut episodes. And uh, we were talking about Stranger Things a little bit, and I think uh, we mentioned Mike's haircut at some point. You so, said that couldn't you know. be a, a haircut we could have question <laughs> yeah exactly so that's that's where the confusion's coming in but thankfully neither i nor mark have mike's haircut and uh do you think if we so did there's that and that's some a little... form of fundraiser again we could have max has to get mike's haircut from stranger things <gasps> do you think he would agree to that oh yes oh yes and just ha- oh no, and no, just no has it for a week he has to get will's haircut because will's is the worst mike's is pretty bad oh my bad too. yes will's yes you're right yeah yeah but will oh man, that would be a great, great like goal fundraiser goal. Max has to get a bowl cut. He'd fit right in with those Mormons. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, so everybody, make sure you contact at Max Mosier seventy three on Twitter and tell him how much you would like to see him in a bowl cut, uh, so we can make that happen for our next uh, charity fundraiser stream. Hopefully we can get one going soon. I know we've been talking about that a little bit, but we had a blast with the last one we did for the Ronald McDonald house, and uh, it'd be fun to do it again. So anyways, Mark, as much as I loved to chat with you about Stranger Things, we are here to discuss something very, very different, and that is Thor Love and Thunder. Just came out this past weekend, and we had to get together to talk about it and we like to kind of refrain from talking about it in our group chats until we have our our (laughs) podcast so we can kind of get a fresh perspective on each other's uh what we think of the movies it's always funny when big movies come out on weekends like our group chat for infinity bros it's just like silent silent. because we don't want to like start (laughs) talking and bring stuff up yeah yeah and even for the shows a little bit too because like Mm -hmm. especially the last couple I mean, the last couple months we've had so many shows like going on at the same time. We've had Stranger Things, the, Obi-Wan the Kenobi, boys had a finale The Boys. Too, but we'll have to catch that yeah, another podcast. The Boys finale was last week. Oh, not uh, Miss Marvel's. Two days ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Miss Marvel's uh, finale is this week. Are they only doing six episodes of that? Whoa, I... Yeah, they're only doing six episodes. So. so, anyways, all of these shows are happening at the same time. So, we're all like trying to avoid spoiling each other and still posting memes and <laughs> other uh-huh. dumb stuff as we do in in the group chat but yeah it's always always interesting when a big movie comes out and we're all <laughs> just silent in the group mm-hmm. chat which is not like us if you if you know the infinity bros um we don't stay quiet for long 
So especially especially Mark, he's he's a tough one to to keep under wraps. So <laughs> we try, we try, and the Infinity Blade I podcast. ruffle Max feathers. Especially tries. I get fined. I get suspended. But I, they always take <laughs> me back. <laughs> fine it's suspended yeah. i'm just here so i didn't get fine that's yeah. that's i always say that line at work and everybody looks at me like Shh, what? shut up <laughs> that i have to explain to them ah, it's a thing that marshawn lynch as football player said yeah. during press conferences yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a big thing <laughs> that they still look at me like ah, sport no, people don't i just imagine this because you're a nurse and you've said this to like a like a, a swarm <laughs> so many people of, at of work. like, like twenty, like you know, in their mid twenties, like you know, and younger, older, yeah. like women, yeah, younger, like childbearing age women is basically who I work yeah. with. So like most of them have no clue what I'm talking about when I say that, and then I have to explain it to them. And when you explain a joke, it's just not funny anymore. So yeah, it's it's. Uh, it's not the greatest. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, and I keep doing it to myself too. I still will say it every once in a while. And and then you run off and save a life. Turns around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, gotta do what you gotta do. So gotta, gotta do my job among all of the silly jokes that I can't explain to my coworkers. <laughs> Anyways, we are going to be talking about Thor love and thunder, man. Let's just go dive right into it. Cause we do have a a ton of stuff to talk about. Uh, but first, we do want to make sure that you uh, are familiar with our rating system here on the Infinity Bros Podcast. Here on the Infinity Bros Podcast, everything is ranked from a 0 to 6 point scale. 0 meaning horrible, and 6 meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a 6, it gets an infinity step. So, Mark, the first thing that we like to do when we review big movies and finales of shows and stuff like that is give a kind of like a non-spoiler uh, review and rating of the movie before we dive into complete spoilers. Just so if you haven't seen the movie yet, you can get maybe a little taste of what our thoughts are on it. And then you can pause the episode and head in, watch the movie, and then you can catch the rest of the episode later. So why don't you give us a quick like 60 second review and rating of Thor right. Love and Thunder. Well, rating, 6.9 out of 6. Loved it. Ooh, wow. Um, I think it might be my... I think it might be my, my favorite MCU movie. There it is. Hot take. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. My goodness. And know what? I say this, because I thought about this like right afterwards. I was like, does this hit me where it hits me in the jellies if I'm not married and have a daughter? That, that, there's my thought. So that's why I love it so much. Mm. Um, but yeah, the, you know, quick non-spoiler synapsis, Thor, you know, gets a band of friends together, takes a, you know, a nice Viking ship that can go through space with two goats to talk to some gods, try to get their help. Gods don't want to help. They go, you know, because Gore, the god butcher, we've seen, you know, in the beginning, doing what he's got to do. And, you know, he's done some stuff to Thor's people that he's got to go to avenge. And goes to their world. Needs to fight them. And that's his whole synapsis. And, you know, at the same time, Thor finds out Jane's still still kicking it. But Jane's got, a, got an illness going on. And that's why she's Thor. And that's what's keeping her going. And there's, you know, they laugh, they cry, they fall in love. And... 
<laughs> and it ends with the you know how I think it was supposed to end, and Thor, Thor still going. This movie just showed to me that the best of the Avengers is Natasha and Thor. Those two are the better. Yeah, Tony gave his life, which was great. Or not, well, it's not great, but you know he gave the ultimate sacrifice. But he had a lot of demons prior to that. Iron or uh, Steve Rogers decided that hey, you know what? I don't want to help no more. I want to go back in the past and have a good time with this one lady I kissed once, and then screw up that <laughs> timeline. Hashtag YOLO. And uh, I'm, yeah, I'm still waiting for the repercussions of of that to be like that's got to come back. They, like TVA, if TVA doesn't get involved with that, that means TVA was fine with that. And then Hulk is just you know he's a monster, but now he's now I'm now coming back to that Hulk. You know, we've seen him now in a few episodes shows. Now we're getting, now I'm getting off into weeds, folks. I'm sorry. Where he's mm-hmm. in these newer shows that he's Professor Hulk, but then he's regular Bruce Banner. So clearly something happens, which will probably get in She Hulk, where he brings himself back to Bruce Banner. So there you go. But yes, yeah. 6.9 out of 6. Love the show. Go see it. I don't get why there's so much hate out there for this sh- movie. Like, it baffles me how much, like... I don't know if it's just, like, that's all that's hitting my social media is yeah. that nonsense. But I say go watch right. it. It's great. Don't go in there thinking it's one of the first two. Don't go thinking it's going to be exactly like Thor Ragnarok. It has a different vibe, but that vibe is, is great. So, hmm. there you go. Awesome. Thank you. 6.9 out of 6. That might be, like, if we, like, go back through all of Mark's ratings, that might be the highest I've ever heard you rate something. How much I love it. Infinity Bros podcast. So, that's that's pretty intense. Like, I was not expecting... I knew you liked it, but I, liked I was it not so expecting much that, that if I lived awesome. in the metro area still, and now with my beautiful wife Kelly going back to work... I would go to the early morning, like, 9 o'clock matinees during the week where I know people aren't going to be and bring my child mm-hmm. to go watch it again. Right. That's how much I love <laughs> Yes. That's awesome. That's awesome, dude. All right. Well, I'll, I'll dive into mine. Um, I give this movie a 5 out of 6. I absolutely loved it as well. And I'm, like, right there with you, Mark. I don't get what the, all of the hate on the internet is all about. Like... There's so many people, especially on our on our Infinity Bros Twitter feed, that oh, and it's are just like kind of going aspects off aspects of it. the movie. It's like story, certain characters, yeah, stuff that has to do with sexual identity and like gender, and it's just it's yeah. wild. All the like the shots being fired and like it's really awesome. I see Taiki, like yeah. sorry to budge in, but like seeing Taiki Watiti, like just being like, dude, whatever, just like he doesn't care. He's just like, yeah. Yeah. Go watch the movie. Oh, Make and your this, own opinion. This, this movie is like a full, like Taika is doing what he wants to do yeah. in this movie. And, and he's been vocal about that. Yeah, absolutely. And he is like, you know, he, he's he been pretty vocal in interviews leading up to up to the release of all of this. And some people have been kind of getting on him about mm-hmm. that because some people have been like basically saying he's kind of like a Disney Marvel stooge at this point. He's just kind of like doing whatever they want to. To him to do. Hey, if someone's writing any of us million dollar checks, you're gonna pretty much do <laughs> yeah, whatever. I absolutely. They're, they're gonna absolutely. say like, "Hey, we want the Taika Waititi like umbrella with this, but we still need you to fall in line the colors, you know, right. or in the lines. You got to draw inside <laughs> yeah, the lines, but like, exactly. let you do what you want to do. Yeah. But here's ten million dollars. Like, okay. I don't get it, man. Like, I'm on the same page as you. I I absolutely love like ninety nine percent of everything in this movie. I thought it was fantastic. 
absolutely enjoyable movie. Mm-hmm. Some people are saying like this is um like I heard people say on on my Twitter timeline that this is worse than both Thor and Thor two. Dude, I saw Thor, that too, Dark and War. I'm like, those people are insane. Because Thor 2 yeah. is the second best movie at the MCU. So I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> Direct quote from Jared. Jared, he's got it at number one. I, I truly believe that. Especially the VFX. He's he's totally all in on the VFX. Oh, Jared's probably going to see this movie and he's going to be like, the visual effects in Love and Thunder were nothing compared to the Dark World. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I absolutely am on the same page as you, Mark. I thought, like, everything about the, this movie was hilarious. It was a just a really funny movie. There were a couple times where there were maybe an extra joke or two that maybe didn't need to be said, but it wasn't like it was overwhelming. It wasn't too yeah. much. That's what I kept hearing people say was that this was classic MCU cracking jokes when didn't need to be said and stuff like that. And I did not get that at all. So I don't really know what all the buzz, yeah. the negative buzz is on Thor Love and Thunder, but I thought it was fantastic. It's emotional it's heartwarming chris hemsworth as thor is man the dude has been through such a journey in the mcu and we we always talk about iron man and captain america and like the the journey that they went through through the you know first three phases of the mcu but like man we've really got an amazing journey from thor and thor's journey is continuing through through phase four which is amazing because chris hemsworth literally has just absolutely nailed the on-screen personality of Thor. Like, he's taken that role upon himself. He is Thor now. And honestly, like, a lot of times we see in media, (laughs) it's kind of odd how we see it, but, like, a lot of times we see these live-screen adaptations, and then the comics start to emulate, you know, the the look of... The characters on screen and stuff like that and we've it's, even it's seen that in comics that haven't even been casted yet it's to sell comics Isaac. that's why they do it, it is to sell comics no i totally <laughs> agree with that but we've even seen that in characters that have barely been casted yet with john krasinski as oh, as reed yeah. richards oh, like if you looked at if you looked at the past 10 years 10 maybe five years of the fantastic four like comics or any comics that he's in he's got a beard he looks like almost exactly like john krasinski it's it's wild but Anyways, I I thought this movie was fantastic. Don't listen to the haters. Just go and see it for yourself. I will say, like, don't go in expecting this to be, like, a cinematic masterpiece. I don't know. You probably shouldn't go into most movies thinking that. You shouldn't go into most Marvel movies thinking like that. It's like, at the end of the day, it's a comic book movie. Like, the only only one that really tried to take it seriously because of the director they got was Eternals. And that kind of flopped in different Mm -hmm. reasons. But at the end of the day, Eternals told a good story. I mean, I'll, right. I'll die I on enjoyed that Eternals too. Yeah, no, I I agreed with you on Eternals as well. I I actually enjoyed that one as well. It's sure it's not like you know a top five Marvel movie no. or anything, but it's it's decent. It's it told a good story. Yeah. So, anyways, I, and that's I'll double down on that, Mark. This was a absolutely incredible comic book movie. Was it a an, an amazing movie in general? Yeah, I, maybe not. I would say so. It's an amazing. It's better than Morbius. <laughs> oh, okay. That's that's what we're comparing it to. All right, then. <laughs> it's way better than a Goofy movie. <laughs> we had to mention Morbius and a Goofy movie at some point in this. I would this say it's movie, better than so the Doctor Strange movie. But I I would say that too. And like I and I still think the Doctor Strange movie was good. But you know, 
Yeah. Um, actually, at the end of this, Mark, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I didn't even tell you that we're going to do this, but we're going to rank our phase four movies. Jokes on, we'll get into jokes on you, Isaac. I've already done it today. I know. I know. I saw that on Twitter. That's why I'm, I, that's why I was like, all right, we're going to do this on the podcast. All right. So I'll say it out loud. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you do that, Mark. You go, Mark. <laughs> All right, so I am going to insert a spoiler warning right here because I have Max's review to read this giant novel that he posted in the group chat for us to to read on the podcast. Technically be novella. (laughs) Novella, yes, yes, true, true. All right, but it is pretty spoilery, so I was like... I, I, I don't yeah, know. right? I, like, I he feel... gives us a review, and it's just, like, double <laughs> I don't know if I feel right about reading this before the spoiler warning. So, uh, here is your spoiler warning. Yeah. If you haven't watched Thor Love and Thunder and you want to not be spoiled, go watch that right now. Hit pause. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the Infinity Bros podcast so you can come back to it later. From this point on, we will be talking all things Thor Love and Thunder. This is... Prepare Yourself. And Infinity Bros. Prepare yourself. Spoiler. Warning. Alright, so here is Max's review of Thor Love and Thunder. Thor Love and Thunder will be another polarizing epic in the MCU story arc. While I have heard and seen many negative reviews of this film, I'm pleased to report I enjoyed my experience of this movie. Thor's character being too goofy can no longer be a viable piece of criticism, as the world gushed over Ragnarok and then praised his fat depression state in Endgame. Unless someone was mocking him then, their feedback isn't justified, in my opinion. And there were a lot of people mocking that portrayal of Thor in Endgame. So just to get that out there. You wanted silly Thor? This is the silliest of Thor. Thor Love and Thunder takes the Thor tale and makes the sillier existence of gods into what it should be, a joke. If gods were supposed to be serious, where were they every time the universe was attacked in the MCU? That's like the same exact question that Gore asks. Oh, we'll cut, we'll, we'll talk movie. more about that. So, I have some, we'll I, I have some opinions we'll about there. that because I've seen negative <laughs> stuff about that. Nowhere, because they're only about themselves. I loved how they were caricatures of their lore. It really made me hate them the appropriate amount. Thor and Mighty Thor were not only fun, but the backstory of their breakup was very down to earth. It made me care for Jane Foster for the first time ever. Yeah, I was really shocked at how much I loved this character. I also loved her use of the hammer. While I had issues with Valkyrie willingly taking second fiddle to Thor, I couldn't help but laugh in this movie the entire time. This movie is ridiculous, and it knows it. The only person taking themselves seriously is Christian Bale's gore, and I'm thrilled about it. He was tremendous (laughs) foil to everything happening. Cork took himself seriously. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Cork takes himself seriously all the time. I give this movie a 4.3 out of 6. That's a really odd and specific so rating. So much I'm praise, really sure. but such a low rating. <laughs> 4. out of 6. <laughs> the writing had room for improvement, but the additions of Gore and Mighty Thor made up for it. The comedy was peak Waititi, and there has been since Ragnarok. And there has been, the, sorry, and has been there since Ragnarok. So he's got some individual rankings here for the, each of the characters as well that he wanted me to yep. read off. Chris Hemsworth as Thor, five out of six. Could have been more serious in key moments as an actor. Foster, six out of six. Valkyrie, three out of six. He doesn't say why he gave Valkyrie a three out of six. Yeah, right? Korg, Gives- five out of six. I 
Oh. I don't know why he said three out of six for Valkyrie. Uh, five out of six. He needed more Korg. I mean, we all need more we Korg. All That's need a fair more criticism. Korg. Just like we all need more Capel. <laughs> we all need more Korg. Exactly. Guardians of the Galaxy, four out of six. Only Quill really had moments. Everyone else was just yelling. We literally had like seconds of everybody else. So I don't, I don't really know why it's a bad thing they're all yelling. Uh, and then Gore, six out of six. So that is Max Mosier's review of Thor Love and Thunder, his his little novella that he wanted us to read on the podcast. So now that we've gotten that out of the way, any comments on his review before uh, we before we kind of dive into uh, it? 3.9 out of 6 review. Um, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's valid. I, I, I think it's fun. Like, I yeah. could agree with most things he said, but I don't know how he gets 4.3 mm-hmm. out of 6. For the whole movie, that's such an odd specific. Like I think I, so. I this wish, goes to because he doesn't like really bad talk anything about writing. So like what? Like that's why I'd like yeah. to like know what made it so such a low yeah, or medium so, score. Okay, so here, if you haven't been listening to the Infinity Rose podcast since last year at about this time when Wandavision was releasing, Wandavision. Hang on, hang on. We got to come back. Wandavision came out in January of twenty twenty one. We're in, we're in came, July. Yeah, I suppose. You're right. You're right. So it's like a year and a half now. So uh, we'd have been at the end of Loki at this point last year. Max has been like really, really down on almost everything the uh, MCU has done since that point. Like, I think he's honestly been soured to the MCU because of WandaVision. Yeah. That's our running theory anyways. He he will deny it. And whether you, it's on purpose, he knows it, or subconsciously, something is up. Right, exactly. So that's kind of my theory is that, like, yes, it's really, really good, but at this point he can't give anything higher than a five probably after WandaVision. So he gives all well, this praise and, and then gives a like 4.3 out of 6. With Loki, I feel like last year he would praise these episodes and then give him low ratings. So it's just like, oh, are you just like, yeah. is this your vendetta? It's and like, he, I'm not giving anything he, above a 5.5 anymore after <laughs> Ralph Bowen. I think he really did. He, I think he really did like Shang-Chi. And we'll, we'll talk about that later when we kind of give our, our lists. I think he liked No Way Home. I think he gave that a 6 out of 6 on the podcast. But yeah, I think see, looking he did. back You're right, on it. Because the only one that didn't give it I a 6.6 or 6 out of 6 Jared, was Jared. Right. Yeah, exactly. But I think I think looking back on it, I, I think I might even it it would be close to for me to change my rating at this point. But g- looking back on it, like there was a lot of hype going into that movie and coming out of it. So I think mm-hmm. we were both on the the Spider Man hype train when we recorded yeah, after, that podcast. After my rewatch of Spider Man No Way Home, like I only watched it once in theaters when it came out, and just like last week, and I'm like, ah, this movie, you know, it's alright. It's not top notch Marvel, but like nostalgia, it hits the nostalgia mark really high. But right. I that's that's what I was saying. I think I would still give it a six out of six, but that's based on my own mm-hmm. nostalgia colored lenses. Like I yep. absolutely loved everything they did. Is it a better film than a lot of the other Phase Four movies? Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe. You know, Maybe. I don't, I don't know. It's it's it was still amazingly enjoyable, and I loved it. So that's all that really matters, I suppose. Alrighty, let's get down and dirty. Thor, Love and Thunder. Uh, so this movie... Before before we get into Thor and Love, before, I just want to say sure. two things okay. that like go to this. Apparently, Christian Bale has said that there's scenes that he thought were made this movie more hardcore, but like got cut because of Disney reasons. Did you hear oh. that? And did you hear yeah. that 
Um, so I, I and then Taika Waititi honestly. said like <laughs> he's not awesome. going to do a director's cut because it's like I want a director's cut of this movie. If it's, I know, I saw that and I was like, what? Yeah. Come on. So like Ugh, that'd be so. Hopefully that's in deleted scenes because I'd love to see what Christian Bale was talking about. And then the other thing, yeah, did you that would did you awesome. know who Russell character was originally supposed to be playing Russell Crowe? I heard. The yeah, devil. actually, didn't you post that in the group I did. Shoot? I, the, I, gr- I saw the group that. Shoot. Like, group, the group shoot. Um, so, like, <laughs> so, I'm thinking, like, was he actually be, like, Satan or Mephisto? That was my whole thing. It's like, dude. No, so I, I looked into that article, yeah. and it, like, they did they did some arts, yeah, like, they, they concept, concept art of, with Russell yeah. Crowe, and it's, like, Satan. It's not Mephisto. That's Satan. But, like, uh, in Which the Marvel is, Universe. That's isn't Mephisto I, Satan? He, I thought that was the whole thing. Or am I wrong on that? That's a that's a good question. I don't know if they're separate characters necessarily in the Marvel, like the six one six Marvel universe. So I don't know. But it, it was like it was not your typical Mephisto portrayal. But could you imagine? It was like if very that's typical, who you saw like, Satan on the top of all these other gods. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Disney was like, oh we gosh. can't do that. Disney's like, yeah, it's no. like even I want that. I want that, but like as a whole, they're like, we can't have Satan, the like the ruler of the gods. Like that would just, this no, we can't do that. Because then oh that means there's like, how fantastic! Just with the way Russell Crowe portrayed Zeus, which I absolutely loved. By the way, I thought he you was heard fantastic, hilarious. That, like Disney isn't taking like God seriously. It's like. And then, pe- and is, then people are saying, the point. but then people the are saying, this is the movie. most accurate Zeus would be. Zeus isn't some like in shape dude. He's supposed to be some perverted right. God that doesn't yeah, care. Just nasty, disgusting. That doesn't care. Okay. Now we're getting Thor, Love and Thunder. We're jumping into it. Um, <laughs> where he's like, where Thor, in, in this movie, Zeus is, talks about the, the like, annual or the monthly orgy. And that's more important <laughs> than fighting God, Gore the God Butcher. Yes. Oh my gosh, I love that. Oh, so that's like so that's good. that's so accurate to the Greek mythology is that Zeus yeah, would for absolutely. sure be more into having orgies than his own people that he serves. All right, okay, let, let's absolutely. so now I've said that, let's get into Thor Love and Thunder. Okay, okay, we'll get into it. So Thor Love and Thunder um obviously released this week, July tw- July 8th, uh to mixed reviews. Thor enlists the help of Valkyrie, Korg, and ex-girlfriend Jane Foster to fight Gore, the God Butcher, who intends to make the gods extinct. This came out to... So it's right now, I just looked prior to to recording here. It's got 315 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. It is sitting at 68%, which is only two points above Thor the Dark World. And one point up to make it nice. (laughs) One point away. We were so close. There's <laughs> going to be more reviews coming in. It's possible what's, that what's it could the audience score? The audience score, however, is at 81% right. right now, which most Marvel movies, I would say the audience score is it's probably a little bit or much yeah. higher than, right, yeah, than Rotten Tomatoes critic score. So that seems like it's about par and probably about par for what we've been seeing online we've got tons of mixed reviews online that we've already been talking about people disliking kind of the silliness of waititi's directorial you know style i mean i think some people were a little bit concerned about that when ragnarok came out but i think ragnarok was pretty much universally accepted as a pretty good marvel flick so it's just interesting to see the kind of like the changing of social media against marvel in general at this point 
Yeah. We talked about this. I mean, Robbie and I talked about this on the front end of our Patreon exclusive episode 124. It's just interesting to see that the common conception of superhero movies is just kind of turning at this point because they're still huge, huge, huge money makers. People are still going to see these films, but it seems like it's about like 50 50 as people are like still interested in them or, or the film people i should say i think the general public is like well i wonder if like i really wish i knew more about like film reviews as a whole like when it comes to like customer reviews for companies you're gonna hear way more negative reviews than you will positive reviews so like i just wonder if that's the same with movie reviews where it's like well people who are more outspoken and really hate something are gonna talk about how much they don't like it versus someone that really loves something like that's gonna be fewer and far between compared to the hate those hated those hated reviews are gonna get more interaction because people are gonna comment and that's the thing where it's like is that just bait for social media because i follow fandom or fam or fandom wire i think is what it's called Mm -hmm. and i've seen like every like on friday and saturday like every other hour it's like a post about how much or how good it was but then how bad it was and the bad one had a ton mm-hmm. of comments on it so it's like yeah you know are we just being exactly. farmed for data and likes to make these companies money <laughs> i don't know that's a big discussion people so you know there it is <laughs> so okay on that same line the hollywood direct i think is the the source that came out they tweeted a few things about the captain america 4 movie getting a director and they did a thread of tweets two of the tweets were like very obvious clickbait basically kind of insinuating that oh we don't know who captain america is it might not be sam wilson and which is just complete load of garbage disney made it pretty clear who who captain america was (laughs) i know like i don't know how much clearer you could make it after watching falcon and winter soldier but like and and the, honestly, the giant the giant mainstream ones are a little bit lighter on the clickbait. Yeah. They tend not to do complete. But clickbait, those middle ground, but that was, lower ground, like media outlets are like, yeah, this is how we make yeah, our money they go and get all our clicks. In on that it's stuff. like we're, exactly we're gonna get people to interact with us, right? And like, yeah. really, so it you was know, just interesting that it was the it, the Hollywood direct because they're they're a pretty decent size and reputable. Like, if you see something from the Hollywood direct, it's. Yeah. Well, Probably a good a good quote true. from Eric Bischoff: "Controversy creates cash." So there you go. True. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what we're all about here in the Infinity Bros Podcast. That's why controversy we have Mark on the and cash. We just need the cash to start <laughs> happening, folks. Just just waiting for the cash to flow in. We here. got all the controversy, oh. but no cash. So like we're waiting. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love you, Mark. You're the best. I do make it. All right. So. <laughs> So we, we tend to not necessarily break our movies down scene by scene, but we talk about the characters especially a little bit. Especially when so, Max is in here. That's for sure. Especially when Max is here. This is I was I was doing this in thinking of the way Max would do this in my and head. It just always so, breaks down. Uh, <laughs> it always breaks it down by character. So it's starring Chris Hemsworth, obviously, as Thor. Natalie Portman is back yep. as... Uh, yep. As Mighty Thor, uh, Jane Mighty Foster, Thor. Jane Fonda. Jane, that was a good, as uh, good Korg said one time. Or Jodie like, Foster was the other one. Like, oh my god! Jodie Foster on the show. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh! Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie, Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher, and Taika Waititi reprises his role as Korg. I mean, the first character that I want to talk about is Korg. Okay. So I love that. 
Taika, first of all, has the <laughs> audacity to insert himself as a character in Ragnarok as Korg. Because Korg is fantastic. Well, let's be real. I, I absolutely I'm sure love. he's like, we need a voice for this rock character. And Taika's like, I'll do it. You just make it easy. I'm yeah. sure that's the story. He's just like, oh, let's not hire anybody. Probably. I'll just do the voice. And then people loved it so much. He's like, well, I'm going to make this next movie with him involved in it because <laughs> absolutely and like why not so Korg becomes Korg becomes like a main character he starts out the movie and he this this happens like I think three times throughout the movie where he is basically telling a story to somebody and yeah. kind of like either rehashes you know recaps what's going on previously he summarizes what's going on in the story and all clearly that kind of stuff. Thor has talked a lot about his life with Korg that's another thing oh absolutely yeah. absolutely and that's that's fantastic that these guys are like the best of friends yeah. and I their relationship is is so great Chris Hemsworth and Taiko Atiti are I bet are just like great real life buddies because it comes off perfectly yeah. in in the show. Um, but obviously it's like you know Taika. I, I wonder it would be interesting to see if Taika stands in for his um, for his like acting or not. voice lines I, I, in there, or if there's somebody because I know Sean Sean Gunn did a ton Rocket. of the. Um, yeah, for Rocket and for other like characters, he does a lot sure. of the stand-ins t- stuff like that. So it'd be interesting to see if it was Taika or if, if somebody like Sean Gunn stood in for that. But man, Korg, fantastic in this movie. Mark, what were your general thoughts on Korg and what what direction would you like him to be taking? Oh, well, I want more Korg. Post Love and Thunder. Doesn't everybody? Yeah. I mean, Korg is the best. I love Korg. I, I really like that he was, more, you know, the the friendly, you know, comedy friend with the whole thing, and but then also very serious. Mm. But, you know, when, when they're on... What was the name of the, the world or planet or place they were with the gods? Do you remember that was? Uh, uh, shoot. I'm Anyways. It's something like Olympia. Like, not Olympia, but it's like, oh, man, it's gonna bother. Anyways, moving on from that. It's not Olympia. It's not something generic that we would think. Um, but it's kind of in that same realm. Anyways, I gotta move on from it. It's gonna bother me. Mm-hmm. It's like omnipotent, um, omnipotent city. I think. Yes, maybe something, something like, like that. that. There you go. So th- they all get there. They're under disguise because, like, they're having, like, you know, they're having some like council meeting with all the gods, and they're all mm-hmm. disguised up. And Thor is gonna go finally talk to them. So because he's like, oh no, we're not gonna fight all the gods. Mm-hmm. And Valkyrie looks at him and is like, okay, we're gonna go on go. And then it comes to a point where they all start fighting, and Korg's like, no one said go. <laughs> you did said go. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Oh, that was fantastic. But, um, yeah, that was... In awesome. that same scene, folks, Korg gets thunderbolted by by Zeus. And I, like, I got, I, like, held my wife's hand. I'm like, no. No, you don't <laughs> do this to me. They did not. I was, did not. I was so worried <laughs> that they oh killed Korg, but they didn't, but... I was yeah, I was on the same page as you when that when he started falling apart. I was like, "Oh my gosh, are they going to kill off Korg?" <laughs> you, you no way. Like, and I, I believe that they would actually do that because like he's you know he's a side character. Yeah. It would have emotional impact on the story. Oh. So I I was like thinking legitimately, this is the end of Korg. Like I was actually like really <laughs> upset about it for a little bit there. That was wild. So yeah, he gets like he but, gets busted down to just his face. 
Because then he's mm-hmm. even like, oh, I guess all we need is our face to live. So <laughs> I guess he says mouth, mouth specifically. Mouth, yes. He's like, all we need is all we need is our mouth, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> which is amazing. So basically, they do that so that he's not involved in the final fight. I mean, that's mm-hmm. basically right, which makes sense. Yeah, but then we find out that yep. their species or race of people, uh, how they create babies is by holding hands <laughs> with their counterparts in molted lava who are males and. Mm-hmm. They that's how they form babies. I thought that was it for a month. So mm-hmm. like they're just sitting there for a month, just holding, there holding a, hands for a month <laughs> in a in a thing of lava. All right, yeah. that. <laughs> and that's how you make a baby with Blake, right? right? Well, that was the guy. Yeah, that was with Blake. Yeah, he he has great. Taika has amazing comedic timing. Like his voice is perfect for Korg. Like it just mm-hmm. it's so like oddly specific and doesn't really fit um, his body. So that just makes it it just makes it so funny when he's when he's talking mm-hmm. and saying lines and and even when he's being serious it's like it's kind of almost a little bit less on the nose Drax like mm-hmm. Drax is obviously completely on the nose that's his character but Korg like just kind of says what's on its mind um all the time cuz he you know that's just that's just how he does yep. things and I it's it's a really like simple but endearing uh way to play that character so yeah again loved korg um and in in the end he basically is like oh yeah i just gotta wait for my rocks to grow back so apparently his he's gonna be you know normal again well that we, we saw future, that so. we saw the scene with him and his his counterpart blake holding hands in a lava oh yeah yeah we did see him see with his body him. back or a body back right yeah okay so. so yeah and that was like you know future whatever so, but yeah, anyways, yeah, Corey is awesome. It, he's one of those characters where he makes the scene just delightful, mm-hmm. lighthearted, heartwarming. And I know a lot of people were saying that a lot of people, I don't know if people are saying this about Korg specifically, but the whole movie was just like over the top with jokes in, in moments that shouldn't have happened. I got a little, little sense of that. Like there were, a, a few, I think I mentioned earlier, yeah. there were a few moments where I was like, they probably didn't need to crack that joke right then, but it wasn't like it, you know, it wasn't, it didn't break the movie. It wasn't like, oh See, man, this is classic. And I never got this that. is a classic MCU, MCU just cracking jokes and ruining the moment. And, and I feel like I never got like, that. I don't know. Watching that. So like, it'd be interesting now going, yeah. doing a second watch of it and really observing like those moments. Where people like mm-hmm. really kind of yeah. shine down on it. So. Yeah, yeah, it would be it would be interesting. And I'm assuming you're gonna try to see it at some point again oh, if it good. was I didn't even you see, know, that high I'd, of a I didn't even get to see Doctor Strange a second time or, you know mm-hmm. or the Spider Man movie. So yeah. like, you know The only the only movie I remember seeing more than once in theaters was Endgame. I remember that, going to that's that. That's the last like, time times. last time I saw a movie more than once in the theater was Endgame. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's the only. Th- I think that's the only time I've ever seen a movie more than once in theaters. Honestly, like I, I just don't go to the the movies as much as some people yeah. do. So I, that's that one. I like the first time I saw Endgame, I was bawling yep. basically throughout the whole movie, <laughs> and the second and third times I saw it, I still was like crying yep. probably two or three times in in the movie. Like, ugh, man. When when Steve Rogers gets gets Mjolnir. That's the part I get chill still. Oh like, my that gosh. still gets me chill. Yes. 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 That's that might be my favorite moment in the MCU still. That's the moment 
the first time I watched it where I just straight up was sobbing. Like I was actually, I was getting slightly embarrassed because there's this guy <laughs> sitting on the other side of me that I didn't know. And I was like, oh gosh, this might be a little much for, for this guy over here. I'm like just straight up crying. <laughs> He's like, what, what's wrong with this guy? Oh my gosh. But so, okay. Going into like emotional moments though, mm-hmm. this movie, fantastic, had some really great emotional beats. Number one, uh, Jane and Thor coming back together yeah. uh, was incredible. Like they had a great arc. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about Jane in a bit here when we move on to her character. But yeah, and the emotional moments, them, and then with Gore as well, which honestly I kind of was expecting because it's Christian Bale. Like you don't go out and get Christian Bale unless you are going to make have him play a significant emotional part in this movie so i was expecting that from from his character and it did not disappoint uh the the moment and i'm assuming this is what you're talking about with the the dad part uh mark oh dude okay well let's just let's just talk about gore it's like this movie opens okay, up yeah let's let's just go into this gore. movie just opens up with gore on his home planet with his daughter who clearly they don't they have like nothing to eat or drink his daughter dies in his hands but, like, he's also praying. So, like, he's praying for, to the god to, right. like, you know, to give him something. Shelter or food, water, whatever is needed. Mm-hmm. Daughter dies in yeah. hand. I'm like, oh, my gosh, Taika Waititi, F you. I cannot. This is how you're going to yeah. start your movie. In the first two minutes of the movie. I know. I turned to my wife and I was like, oh, my gosh. What are, I like, at the, what I'm are like, we in for? No today? wonder. Like, I'm all in on And then, okay, then we get to then him <laughs> crawling in the desert of this desert world. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. it's, like, lush land. He runs into his god. His god doesn't care about him. And then, like, is going to kill him. Cause like he's ha- cause like his gods having a party with other gods, in, in celebration because they they killed the last necromancer who had the necro sword, mm-hmm. or the god butcher sword, and yep. it's like I would do the same thing if I was the, if if my daughter just died and the god I worship, you know whatever this might be blasphemy saying this right now, and like this is totally against any biblical teachings, and this is where like oh man, the, anyways I'm just gonna go say this. I might do the same thing. Okay, I, I probably would do the same thing Gore did, especially if I'm being choked out by the god I worship oh, in yeah. that moment. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm totally giving into the Necro sword, and and <laughs> I am stabbing that god in the neck, and I'm going after other gods that betrayed their people. But then you find out I mean, that some gods... In that moment, you're getting choked out. You're yeah. dying. Like I don't know. It'd be tough. You're dead if you don't. Yeah. So, like... I feel like that's a reasonable and, choice and to make, even if you didn't no, want the Necrosword. There's no reward in the afterlife for you. Right. So yeah, like, that's exactly. another thing. It's like, whoa, my gosh. Like, of course, right. you, you go down the gore. Yeah. So they set us up with this pretty emotional scene of his daughter dying. In the end, Thor convinces him, like, hey, man, like, all you need is love, which I thought was kind, actually kind of amazing. The <laughs> but then, okay, so like, the whole, that's where we lead, like, gore, you know, we start, you know, because yeah, also in this movie, Thor is still with the Guardians. He does he does have like a scene where he gets back in shape, mm-hmm. and like so they're on a planet, and you figured out that like the planet they're on, their people, their god, is dead. So like their temple. So like clearly some some species mm-hmm. their god is very much involved with their life right. and actually does care about them. And that's what we find out when we go to the the city of gods where the, the higher-up gods are like, well, those lower-level gods that actually mm-hmm. care about their people, like, who cares about them? Like, right. literally, like, yeah, perfect exactly. Zeus interpretation. Yeah, seriously. So, like, that's where we kind of first, you know, figure out that, oh, Thor's going to do his own thing because they find out there's 
all these distress calls of their gods being killed. And, like, that's where we get to, like, that big, like, giant, like, you know, kaiju, mon- like, big dead god, which we find out it's, like, Thor's, like, this is yeah. the friendliest god out there. Yeah. Yeah, so side note on that, I'm not, like, a huge, huge, huge comic guy, but Gore, the god butcher, is a pretty significant, like, character in Marvel well, Comics. And he's pretty new. He's, like, 2013. Yeah, pretty... Re- yeah, like he, right, yeah, he's, he's pretty He's younger new. than the MCU, if you think about that. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. That's that's a crazy way to think of that. But that shot when Thor and Korg are standing on the mountain overlooking uh, that massive god... That's a comic book panel, yep. like shot for shot. And I, when I saw that, and that was in the trailer, so like obviously we had seen that previously. But when I saw that, and I was like, man, I I love those teeny little Easter eggs that Marvel or is, like is still yeah. throwing it's into like, all their shows and movies. Like that's just just throwing it back to their roots, where they came from, and that where they continue to come from, despite all of the people who are now opposed to the MCU yep. saying like, oh, oh, they they don't do comic book stuff. They don't do this. They don't do that. It's like, I mean, what can you expect from a franchise like this? Like, you can't do comics, like, shot for shot. Like, it, you can't do it. That's, like, it's, that's it's what the... impossible with live action. Yes. So the fact that we're getting these little snippets of comic panels and, and stuff like that. And if you want shot for shot for it. comic panels, that's why they're bringing back X-Men 97. That's what that's yes. what the X Men did is panel for panel comic book shots. Yes, but going back to Thor oh and Love gosh. and Thunder, so like when they get to that planet because it's Lady Skiff that Sif Sif my yep, bad Sif that like beacon them there and she's like oh let me die and she's like well Thor's like well you don't go to Valhalla <laughs> only if you die, <laughs> you die after the so battle. like that's how they wind up back on Earth and on mm-hmm. Earth when they're in New Valhalla right no New New Asgard mm-hmm. or Asgard that's what it's called. Um, Yep, New Asgard. We get there, and you see that they basically turned it into like a tourism spot. Like that's how they make them. I think that <laughs> yeah. was funny, but yeah, it's that was good. It's when we're there, and then also you know before that scene, you see how like uh, we'll get to Jane, but then you see how like she got to where she is. But that's where Gore comes back, and you see that he has like these necro monsters, and this is where I lo- when I wasn't on his side anymore. He steals all the Asgardian children. Oh, the children! Yep. Oh my gosh, I know, and and like okay. We obviously knew Gore was going to be in this. We saw shots of him. He looked fantastic, by the way. Uh, People who are saying that the visual effects of Marvel movies are garbage now are complete idiots. Gore looks amazing in this movie. And people gave, were like, oh, why don't you give him, like, the Gore nose, where he has, like, the, you know, he kind of looks like either Ebony Ma or, like, Voldemort. And people, like, I think someone said, like, well, we didn't want to do Voldemort because then he would just... People would just make fun of him looking right. like Voldemort. Taika, actually, I watched a clip of Taika, and he literally said, we didn't want him to look like Voldemort. Yeah. So that's why they gave him the nose. And my wife, who, she's like a casual MCU fan. She'll go to the movies and enjoy them sure. with me. Um, she's a huge Harry Potter fan. But she immediately, first scene of the movie, when he gets the necrosword and kind of turns like gray, yeah. she was like, he looks like Voldemort. <laughs> There you go. Even so he, without the nose. So like, so, like, with the nose, he would have looked exactly, exactly yeah. like so, Voldemort. So, that's... And she, you know, she obviously didn't watch that interview with Taika sure. Waititi. So, she didn't she didn't know that that's... They are trying to do that to avoid that. But, I mean, that just goes to show that uh, he was probably right. Like, And I'm sure there's CGI I don't know if there. that would have caused confusion, but, like, it, it would have It would have been similar, bad. So. It would just wouldn't have been, like, good publicity in a sense. And I'm right. sure there's out there 
of him rendered like that, though. So I'd like to see what right. they did have him look like. That would be interesting. And and in the comics, he's got kind of like these tendrils yeah. or like tails off of his head that kind of like go down his back too, which would be it would be interesting to see. But like I thought, Gore looked amazing so i yeah. was not complaining at all about about his look. and i liked how slowly throughout the movie he gets more and more like into the transformed with more of the what did they initially call it the because in the comic books isn't it like a symbiote the, like sh- the oldest symbiote is like yeah so okay so just a little i'm I, again i'm not a comic expert we should have brought in Jarrett to probably talk about this but the necrosword is actually a symbiote weapon forged you know, in whatever yeah. symbiote planet, I forget what the name of the planet is, but like, it's like basically as old as the universe. Like yeah. it, it got forged by itself. Like, I don't think there's anybody that actually forged it. It's got a lot of Marvel lore. So it's pretty sweet that they're bringing this into it. My one note on that is the Necrosword is the main weapon of Null, which is a big Marvel villain who kind of is the Lord of the symbiotes type of thing. Kind of a lot to explain, but he's he's in King of Black, which is one of my favorite recent comic runs, and I was actually pretty bummed that they destroyed the Necrosword at the end of this, because I was like, it would have been so cool if somehow the Necrosword gets lost and, like, Null could be a big villain, like, hey, down the road. Isaac, I'm going to tell point. you he straight up, Necrosword, but... that sword is still around. It's not destroyed. I, it's... It, that's, I don't know, that sword is gonna, I, just like in any comic book world, any movie world. That's that's a, that yeah. thing can I mean, always come because it goes into a shell, shadow realm, basically. So yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure if you get a powerful enough being, yeah, or maybe I mean they're right next to eternity. Maybe whoever goes there has eternity reforge the yep. the necrosword again or something like that. But but yeah, I mean that was the only thing that I was like I I saw it like kind of dissolve dissipate and I was mm-hmm. like oh. Man, <laughs> a little bummed about that. But that was cool. But yeah, you're totally right. But yeah, when they go to his planet that he's on, where it goes black and white because color doesn't exist in there, mm-hmm. that was also a cool that sequence. Cool. That was really cool. The concept of his shadow monsters was really well done. Yeah. I thought that was fantastic how he like he puts his necrosword in like the... And, and you, it's very subtle. The first time he does it, like, he puts his necrosword in the ground and the shadows just start to grow. Yep. You almost don't see it when it's in New Asgard. You just see... The one thing that I noticed, obviously, we'd have to go... I'd have to go back and rewatch it to, like, notice more. But the, I noticed that there was one lamppost that the shadow just, like, grew really tall. But I didn't even, like, see anything else really change on the screen. So that was like, oh wow okay something is happening here but it's still very subtle Mm -hmm. so and then you know the monsters start growing out of the shadows and it's like whoa this is this is pretty cool i i was very impressed with the concept of the shadow monsters and how they did everything with that the shadow realm was really cool when they especially like you said the first time they go into the shadow realm and all the color just gone is gone and they notice it they're like oh Mm -hmm. the color's gone it's gone so and then you could see in those moments when Mighty Thor had her um, had Mjolnir, and when Thor had Stormbreaker, when there was light, there was kind of like some mild color yeah. that would come back like as a shadow almost. So that was that was really cool how they did all of that. Yeah, whoever said that visual effects in this movie is garbage is just uh, outside yeah, I don't know. Of their like, mind. It's a visually stunning show. 
Pirate movie. Yeah. So like there it is. Yeah. I will say there was there was a couple moments where I noticed there was like a green screen, but like, you know, like whatever. It didn't break. And the usually movie. the green it's, screen it's stuff fine. was like when it was just like the characters talking. So like those could have just been reshoots. Right. Type of situation. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Could have been. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, Gore was fantastic. Um so we come to the end scene, Thor or Gore uses Stormbreaker to get to eternity. Yeah, they get into he goes in, he's he's about to win, and Thor literally tells him, he's like all right, you won. I'm going to go spend time with, you know, the people that I love because that's what it's all about is love. And then he's like, yeah, you're right. I'm going to bring back my daughter who obviously I am doing all of this because she died, Mm -hmm. which was, and you feel this now too, as a dad with a daughter, like anytime, any, and it's any kids, not necessarily just the daughter thing, but like when I, especially when it's a father daughter thing, it's like, Oh my gosh. I'm like, I'm like, oh no. And a tear. Actual tear come down my face well, in the theater. There. And back to like visual effects, when you see the girl walking and the reflection yes. in the water is eternity. Is eternity. And that's oh, what we that find out fantastic. like at the very end of before the credits is like Thor and the, like Thor takes Gore is basically basically like, okay, Jane dies, Gore's dying, Gore's mm-hmm. like, take care of my daughter. And like that's what we get. We get Thor and his and his daughter basically. He's taking care like he yeah. like Thor becomes a dad. And I love oh that, but then you, I did but not then you see, see that, that she coming, has Eternity's sure. powers, in a sense. So Yeah, yeah. So then they're... Incredible. Which then leads into maybe, you know, Max has talked about Young Avengers happening, so, like, that's just another young person. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jarrett's been on the Young and Avengers too, so. ever since we started this podcast, like, way back when Endgame came out. So that's, yeah, that's totally, totally could be a thing down the road here. One more thing I have about Gore... I will say, like, just based on the previews and stuff, um, and Christian Bale being the actor, I was expecting slightly more, like, sinister and, like, kind of creepy gore. And he was creepy. He was sinister. Don't get me wrong. The, like, I get what you're saying. The only scene we really get of that is when he's in the cage with the children. Yes. And so that yes. makes me think that, when, that... when Christian Bale has said, like, recently, like, you know, probably yesterday that there are scenes that, that he thought were like more hard, like I'm paraphrasing yeah, hardcore, dark. hard, dark, but too right. dark for Disney. So it's like, it'd be interesting yeah. what those were. I am totally with you on that. Cause like Christian Bale did a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. I, I think he did a really great job being creepy. There were a couple moments. Like, I think it was more so even the writing that he just like said a line that was just kind of like goofy. Mm-hmm. And then he like laughed and it was like, okay, well I didn't, I didn't see that coming but like it wasn't like again it wasn't like distracting it was just kind of like a thought that i had fleeting thought sure. when i was watching the movie so but anyways yeah i six out of six on christian bale's gore like he did incredible i'm i'm shocked that they were able to get him to agree to being an acting in a marvel movie and even before the movie came out <laughs> there was a quote of him circulating the internet that the only marvel movie he's ever seen is one of the Infinity War Endgame. He said it was something about a bloke with stones. <laughs> so, like, has not watched any superhero Marvel movies at all, like, besides the one that he just happened to catch. Like, maybe his kid <laughs> made him watch it or something like that. Just oh, fantastic that they got him to do this. So, any other uh, notes on Gore, Mark? I just, like, Robbie, I wish they didn't kill him. Ah, I, I, think, I think yeah. it would have been interesting though if this movie ended, but you couldn't have done it without because we needed Thor's redemption. Right, we needed him to come back to be like like not depressed Thor anymore. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. But it would have been interesting if they ended it where, like, it was an eternity, but, like, he just got away. So then, like, he's yeah. still out there in the world, but he's now, like, right. menacing and, you know, plotting again. Oh, man, the concept of gore is such a good villain. Yeah. Like, the God Butcher, like, it's so good. But, like, my thought even before the movie came out was, like, how does he make it out of a a movie where he's butchering gods... Yeah. How does he make it out of that alive? That's that was my thought, and that, like when he died, it was like, yeah, it makes sense. Like, there's there's no way there's no way everybody would just give him a pass yeah. for murdering a ton of gods. So like he's got to die well, one I mean, way. But or you the had other. Loki kill a bunch of people, and he got a pass. You know, whatever. That's true. He did get a pass. You're right. <laughs> it's it's he's basically a hero now. Yeah. So you know, like, <laughs> Gore would have to become a good guy, and then we can give him a pass. How's that sound? Yeah. <laughs> So anyways, yeah, Christian Bale, great as as Gore the God Butcher. Let's move on to Natalie Portman as uh, Jane Foster or the Mighty Thor. So I just want to mention, like, before this movie came out, I mean, we've been talking about the MCU haters who think apparently just being female and being a superhero is, like, totally boring and lame and stuff like that. And there's been a comic run that's out. That's been out for like almost ten years now. Um, Jason Aaron's Thor, where Jane Foster becomes Mighty Thor. Like this is based on a comic book. This is not like some random storyline that Taika Waititi came up with, or the writers, or Kevin Feige came up with. Like this is this is like a comic accurate thing. So there's been a ton of speculation and and people lashing out online even before the movie came out. But like so, Jane Foster gets cancer uh she becomes mighty thor and you know stops her cancer when she is the mighty thor Mm -hmm. but it accelerates her cancer as a human yeah so that's you know that's the her storyline throughout this is like she's dying and and thor calls to her and we get the flashback of like how their love you know blossomed got really good and how they Mm kind of got separated yeah, and, the and that was, that was says, kind of a like, fun hey, way to take... do it where Korg yeah. did the recap of, like, and, everything. Because that's all stuff we yeah. didn't really see. And a good, so. and a good like, bow tie. You know, tied tied a pretty good story. And then you know, got the little bit of yeah. Thor right. talking to Mjolnir to be like, hey, take care of J- Jane. You know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's how you yeah. get the, you know, the hammer reconstructed and her being called to new, to yeah. new Asgard. So. Yeah, absolutely. And my only, like, Natalie Portman was fantastic. Mighty Thor, incredible concept. She looked amazing. Like her Mighty Thor outfit, Chef's Kiss yep. is great. My only thing is that I think this is more a repercussion. Maybe is not the right word because that sounds more negative than I'm trying to be. But like Taika Waititi hadn't really directed her in one of his movies prior to this because she mm-hmm. wasn't in Ragnarok. She was in uh gosh what was the last one she was in she was technically in infinity no endgame when they're collecting but that was like old shots i believe but that yeah that was like old from like dark thor dark world so dark world World is the only one she yeah yeah, was her last one and dark and in thor and dark world i i know max said in his review that he didn't like natalie portman as jane foster um, until this movie, I'm kind of the opposite, honestly. I liked her character in Thor and Dark World, and this one, I didn't hate it. It wasn't bad. I thought she did a great job of doing what she is supposed to do in this movie, like how she was written to do it. Uh, but like, it seemed like there's a really big character shift from Thor: The Dark World to 
to this one. Like in those movies, she's a little bit more like reserved. She's a little bit more but no cautious I, about things. Yes, but I think because and you then know, this one comes up and she's just like, oh yeah, all right, well, let's she's, go. And she's it, dying. She's got nothing left to lose. Right. And she's in this new body, basically with the, the with mm-hmm. Mjolnir. Right. So I I get it totally. It does make sense as to why she's got a character shift. It just seemed a little, and it's tough because, like, we're seeing all of this happen in in one movie in two hours. Mm-hmm. So it's like it seems like it happens abruptly, and that's what I'll say about honestly this whole movie. I could even say that maybe about Multiverse of Madness as well. Multiverse of Madness, we get right down to the nitty gritty immediately. We're like, mm-hmm. we're like Doctor Strange is going to see Wanda, and she's like. Oh, I'm actually the bad guy. Yeah. I'm going to kill you. Like well, that's the whole, in the first that's like ten minutes of the movie. Storytelling. It's all cause and effect and it's just a domino. Right. It's like it's kinda hard you right. know. It just is what it is. It's it, you think about it like like Star Wars. Star Wars is like that. It's a cause and effect. It's like it just Yeah. It just is a steamroll of dominoes like, is being knocked down. Right. It's like you can't stop it. I don't hate the way they did that. I just personally would have liked a little bit more exposition or storytelling as to just leading up to all of those moments is, is all I would mm-hmm. have done differently if I were doing sure. it. Some people were saying like, Oh, it totally doesn't make sense. Like with the switch from WandaVision to multiverse of madness, I'm not on that train like that. That's totally a bunch of crap. We have been saying since WandaVision that she was going to be the bad guy in Dr. Strange. Like that's just, like, everybody saw that coming. I don't know how people are like, oh, no, she had all this redemption that got ruined in Multiverse of Madness because, like, she's actually a good guy now. And now you just totally... No, that's that's all in my mind. That's stupid. I know, like, I don't want to get into the weeds too much, but I, after watching that a second time... Can we not, not get into the weeds Wanda's, when you're on hey, the podcast, though? Wanda's not dead at all because she, cause she blasts oh, out no. of there. But I told my wife, Kelly, my beautiful wife, Kelly, this... <laughs> I think now that they now that there's hype behind it, you could totally write a story that she's being controlled, and who could she be controlled by? Mephisto. Bam. Boom. Done. Boom. There you go. Now we have the ending that we've been waiting for since WandaVision. That's how you. That's how you redeem her. <laughs> is we find out that she's actually been has been being has mm-hmm. been controlled by even a stronger being that's you know not of the world. Gosh, would that redeem? WandaVision in Max's well, mind. It should because it's think? like technically all she did wasn't her fault because she was being controlled. Because we got we got all those Easter eggs that were like pretty heavenly leaning. And towards I go back Mephisto. to this. And people writers like, oh, we didn't know who Mephisto was, blah blah blah. If if we remember a few years ago when Sir Patrick Stewart showed up on the doorsteps of Disney in Daddy Feige's office <laughs> and like, oh no man, he's not gonna do Professor X, blah blah blah. And know what those MFers did? They made him Professor X in Multiverse. <laughs> they did it. They so, did it. Those sons of a guns. <laughs> so I'm just saying, oh anything is... You, of course you want to kill the hype. You want to be like, oh, it's not Mephisto. Because oh, at yeah, the end of the right. day, if you would come out and be like, oh, actually Mephisto was the reason why Wanda was doing all she was doing, it ruined the end... Whatever their end game is. Right. Pun intended. Yeah. So, all that to say, I felt that some of the points in Thor Love and Thunder... Mm-hmm. were a bit rushed and with a shorter runtime i felt like they could have added 15 minutes of just like story building or like yeah, more some of those emotional sure. moments a little bit more but it didn't need I a lot i do think it tell it did like it did cover a good enough base 
for Jane Foster's oh, yeah. arc. No, it totally, yeah, it totally so, did. I don't think it was out of nowhere. I, I agree with you. I just, I personally could have used a little th- bit more building. And I think where Disney is at a point with their audience where it's like, do we really need to show you Uncle Ben dying again? Like, type of mentality. Like, <laughs> exactly. You guys, it's yeah. you. most of you people who are coming up are just okay to, spe- you know, suspending disbelief to just be like, yep, she gets her powers. Right. Mjolnir probably just tells her how to do stuff and it just becomes second nature to her. So, like, that, right. we don't need that, like, her figuring out the power stuff because, like, yeah. we're not stupid. So, I think that's what Disney yeah. thinks. On that, yeah, I, I'm with you. On that note, how far do we get down the line in the MCU where somebody who has not watched anything in the MCU watches a movie and they're com- they're just like, I have zero clue what any of this means. Because like you can still you can still kind of like get story elements and like pick out some stuff at this point in these movies, but like even even now, you're gonna be a little confused. If you don't know any of these characters, because they just pick it well, up and, and assume I'll, that you come, know. Coming right? to this, this is perfect. You know, with most stuff or even music, even my personal stuff, you might read a comic book and you'd be like, oh, here are these characters. I'm going to go and look in the past and see what they did. And True. that's how you get the fandom. Yeah. Or like with music, like, hey, I listened to this old or older album and I looked in the notes like, oh, they referenced this band or like, hey, they have four other albums before this. And you go back and listen to all this stuff, or, you know, you yeah. just branch out. I mean, that's how fandom grows. True. Yeah. So, right. I mean, you might come into this brand new and be like, oh, I should go watch other stuff to see it all tied, how it ties together. So. Mm-hmm. And I've, like, watched TikToks of people that did exactly that. Like, mm-hmm. they watched one of the... I think Endgame and Infinity War were was a perfect example of that, because there was so much hype going into that, that people that never watched anything were like, oh... I guess I should go see this because everybody's talking about it. Went and saw it, and then they were like, oh, this is really cool. This is really good. I need to go back and watch everything to this point because I'm really intrigued and interested by this. So that was, I think that was a good Mm -hmm. point because I've watched specifically um, several people say that Infinity War and Endgame were the point where they were like, I need to go back and watch yep. all of this so I can get a better understanding of what's going on in these movies. Any more notes on uh, Jane Foster, Mighty Thor? I thought uh, they did. They handled it really well. I think they honestly. did good. I think she they did a great job. Were able to put a good end cap to her story arc. So yeah. So yep. And she right uh, in the second post credit scene, she's obviously not done. <laughs> yes, that's right. I forgot MCU. about that. It's like clearly. You don't show us that scene if they don't come back. <laughs> right, exactly. That's what I thought. Like, she shows up in Valhalla, and Heimdall welcomes her to Valhalla. That's all that post credit scene is. But, like, yeah. why are we seeing Valhalla? Why are we seeing Jane Foster and, and Heimdall? Because who else would be in Valhalla? Who else would be there, Isaac? <laughs> who else? Loki. And know what? And if they show, they showed us in, in Moon Knight that those MFers, or I'm sorry, guys. Stephen and Mark were able to get out of that afterworld, afterlife. Right? Am I right? Am I? Did, not, did Mark yeah, and Stephen yeah, not yeah, yeah. escape You're that not afterlife? You're not wrong. That means Absolutely. Loki's untouched, preserved space body is floating yes. in space right yes. now and could be resurrected out of Valhalla. Kevin Feige, yes. look me up on Twitter and I got a story for you. The actual 2019 Loki from Endgame. Is in Valhalla right now. Yeah, like he he died he could in battle. Be there. You're absolutely right. He died. Yeah, he could be there. 
so anyways yeah that's <laughs> that was such a i was not expecting that it's such an odd thing it wasn't bad by any means but i was just like what what direction are we going with this? Like, I have no clue that mean, where this that's, is going to go. That's what my first thought was. Is like, if they can bring Mark and Steven back to the to Earth, to their body, they can bring Loki back to his body. That's true. Maybe we might see Mighty Thor once again. Or we'll see Loki back. Our Loki back. Or Loki back again. The one other main character, obviously, that we have to talk about is Chris Hemsworth as Thor. And we've talked... Well, first, we can, t- we can touch on Valka really quick. Because going back to Max's oh, sure, review, yeah. Go for it. Valkyrie didn't get a lot. She was kind of just like a, a supporting actor mm-hmm. role. And like, I feel like, yeah, you could have yeah. given her much, but she did, you know, she did fill in the key pieces. She does yeah. wield Zeus's like thunderbolt. That was sweet. So we get that. But like, yeah, we see her like she's the leader of this world. She has to do UN stuff. She's, you know, basically she's doing jobs that she probably hates. And she probably thinks like Thor gave mm-hmm. me this job because he didn't want to do all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then you see, yeah. like, she was... And she mentions, too, in the in yeah. the movie, she's like, I'm sick of all this, like, basically bureaucratic stuff. I want to mm-hmm. go fight, basically, is what she says. Like, and, and that, I don't know. I thought it fit her character really well. Valkyrie, and he, he says she takes second fiddle to Thor. That's, yeah. what, that's what Max says. I don't know. I didn't get that vibe at all. Like, she, I felt like she was pretty true to her, the character that we had been I could see when, when they're to. in, when they're new Asgard's Hall... And Thor shows up, and everyone just gets quiet. Mm-hmm. I can see that being yeah. a point to it, but I still think they res- true. the pe- her people respect her the same, right? Just like you know, they probably haven't seen Thor in a while, right? That yeah, exactly. That's I think that scene was more to show that like even though Thor's been gone for a long time, people still like look up to him, and, and we find him. out that's what that I her took out of that her Pegasus like I forget what the horse is actually it's not Pegasus because that's greek right um can travel through realms oh really okay yeah didn't you notice that 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 happened twice in the movie you're totally right yeah Yeah. because didn't jane write it yep to somewhere to where they were in eternity i believe yep yeah because like i was trying to think like clearly jane's gonna go back and get the hammer because there's a point Mm. in the movie where thor's like if you use the hammer one more time because you found out if you use the hammer one time you're gonna die and yeah, like clearly, right. like okay, she's gonna go get the hammer again to save Thor because mm-hmm. Thor is not gonna be able to defeat Gore by himself. And yeah, uses yeah. the horse to get there. So yep. yeah, that's an interesting. I forgot that happened. That's yep. an interesting note. I like that. But yes, moving on to Thor. I still lo- I want more Valkyrie. I'm glad Valkyrie didn't right. die in this because another character I want more mm-hmm. of. So true. Yeah, and I like her too. I mean, she's not like my favorite Marvel character by any means, but like I, I liked how she did Tessa Thompson. Because you give us a, a lady Valkyrie. Sif in Valkyrie type of show, and boom, I'm, yeah. I'm all in. So that would be awesome. Oh, okay. Side note: like this is not we're not going to go over much more of her character, but like so Sif gets her arm chopped off like in the by the Necrosword. Um, she comes back and she's training in New Asgard, which yep. is all fine and good. She was another one where that moment seemed rushed to me when she was like laying dead on the battlefield and the moment between, and it was funny. It was definitely funny. The moment between her and Thor yeah. where she was like, Oh, I'm going to go to Valhalla. And Thor was like, no, you're not like, you probably need to go get medical attention <laughs> yeah. because of that. Like, I, I don't know that part. I just seemed rushed to me. And she was like frantically talking. Obviously she's, got her arm chopped off. So that's that's one thing. But I don't know, man. Like, Sif is, like, calm, cool, and collected 
in all of the other Thor movies, and this just didn't seem like her. And she just got her butt whooped in battle oh. and her, got her arm chopped maybe off. So maybe that's maybe she's a scroll. There you go. Anything's possible. <laughs> maybe she's a scroll. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Maybe maybe she is. That's how you set up secret invasion on Earth. She's barely in this movie. So side note. But anyway, which means we were gonna get more of her if they brought her back. And they didn't kill True. her. Yeah, in and I, I would love getting more of her. She's great as Sif. So, so yeah, let's let's get more of her. Okay. Anyways, go <laughs> ahead, Mark. Final thoughts on Chris Hemsworth as Thor. Chris Hemsworth was given to us to play Thor, and he has even stated that he's going to continue to play Thor as long as they'll have him. That's how I feel about Chris Hemsworth as Thor. And now with this movie, I thought they did a great job showing his arc from uh, like a like basically a whiny brat. To learning that he's got to be a better person, to then giving him a bunch of you know crap happening like you know breakup, mother dying, brother dying a few times, yeah. dad dying, yeah. his people die, the, like people dying, basically, basically like him taking all that brunt and like really going through a depression, like mm-hmm. hardcore and like it's when people give and, him crap and, and taking like, the blame for Thanos yeah. basically too. Where he goes to a dark place, and you like in the, even the beginning of the movie, he's very self-reflective. Like he wants to get out of his funk, but he doesn't know how. And like, and he finally gets like a reason how, and like, you know, it takes him reconnecting with Jane and Jane dying to kind of, you know, get to really know who he is as a person. And it sucks that you know, yeah. But he's now in a better place mentally, too. And then now he's taking care of the love is what they gave the name to her. So, Gore's yeah, daughter. So. Great. I know over I like I think Crims Hemsworth portrayal of Thor is just fan it's like chef's kiss. Um, Absolutely couldn't get I I want more of it. I hope he does. Hope he shows up in more movies. I hope there's a Thor five in a few you know four years or whatever. I want another Thor. Mm. Just keep giving me Thor movies. Yeah. I just hope I still hope he plays a bigger role in the series and they don't kill him. Like that's what I really hope. Yeah, I agree with you there. I I, I definitely agree with that first part of the statement that you made and. If Chris Hemsworth wants to keep playing Thor, let him keep playing yeah. Thor. Like the guy is just rocking it as Thor. He has totally taken this character who in the comics is he's he's definitely like a A-list Marvel character or whatever you want to call it, but like just going to be completely honest, comics Thor is boring. He's not he's not very exciting, you know. Um some people might disagree with that. I've never really enjoyed Thor as a character prior to like, despite my Nordic heritage, I love all things Nordic Thor before this has not really been that interesting of a character. Chris Hemsworth took him and made him an interesting character to me. And we mentioned it before the incredible journey through all the first few phases of the MCU. And this movie is it's clear that he's not done. He's not done anytime soon. And I hope, again, I hope that as long as Chris Hemsworth wants to play Thor, they let him do that because he absolutely nails it. He is spot on with flipping from comedic, hilarious dude to like very serious. He's just a fantastic actor. I I absolutely think he deserves um, all the praise that he's getting with this movie, previous movies, I think, again, the script was written probably a little mildly more jokey than it could have been. Sure. So he is playing those parts as they're written and he's still playing them fantastically. Like I, I think he, his delivery is on point. Yeah. I, I absolutely love Chris Hemsworth as Thor. Like the dude's arms 
are like bigger than my thighs. Have you seen like the picture? His of arms are freaking massive of, in this of his movie. Arms it is from the first movie to now, and they're just like double in size. Yeah, yeah. it's it's wild. Like it it look like every time I watch a a like a clip of him with a sleeveless like shirt on, I was like. It's it's like almost like an uncanny valley effect. Like it doesn't look like it's real, mm-hmm. but like those are his arms. They're real. They're his real arms. And that just shows I just like don't, I don't understand. Ten it. years of it's like wild. focusing on those muscles and keeping them big. I mean, yeah. that's you're just gonna keep getting yeah. bigger if you stay yep. disciplined to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I think Chris Hemsworth is one of the remaining stars in the MCU. Obviously, we're getting new stars that are coming up, but he is. He continues to be the one of the bright spots. And they the go MCU. off on Thor. Like, I wonder if that's been their plan. Like, hey, we might lose some of these Avengers, but we'd like to at least keep one throughout the like the new the new characters. So they at least have someone mm-hmm. tying back to what happened in right. the past. Because then you kind of lose that if you don't have someone that was there in the beginning. Right. I mean, yeah, our new Captain America with with Wilson. Yeah, like we'll have a little bit of that, but he wasn't there in the beginning. Mm-hmm. He came in right. in Winter Soldier, so it's you know they're still right. Uh, so Thor Love and Thunder and Thor Ragnarok, both mm-hmm. directed by Taika Waititi. A lot of people, MCU fans, or I don't even know if you can call them MCU fans anymore, are kind of saying that this is where Thor's character became too funny, too comedic, because of you know Taika's style and his directorial style and the movies that they're wildly different from Thor 1 and Thor 2, which definitely have more like serious tones. Chris Hemsworth absolutely embraced that comedic side of things but i just wanted to get your take uh mark on the shift in character from thor one and thor two from thor being this kind of like you know very you want to know serious character he's like he's like talking in these and thous kind of still at that point here's what changed you guys the infinity bros university you can go look at this you can go dig in the dig in the files it was in the archives in the archives after one and two, I forget when it, it was like a year and a half before there was talk of a Thor three. Kevin Smith said in one of his podcasts or talked about, and I remember listening to this podcast back when it happened, that if they do a, a third Thor, they should get like a, a director that's more comedy based and make the third Thor movie more funny to kind of change up the character, give him more life to the character. Because if you keep doing what he's doing, you might do a third movie and then you're kind of just done with the character if you're going to keep right, doing that. You just exactly. have him just come in. When you need him. Right. And apparently Chris Hemsworth heard that, or someone he knew heard that and had him, and like brought that idea. And that's how Thor Ragnarok kind of got off the ground. Is like, we're going to do something with more comedy in it. So I think it's great. And I, and I agree. Like, yeah, if you kept, I don't think it was too, like too goofy. We didn't get to that point. I didn't ever think like, oh, this Mm -hmm. is corny. Right. Maybe if you do a fifth movie, you do more serious Thor, but you still have him be who he is now. Like you don't make right, him go back right. to because he you don't make him retro. You don't right exactly. Now he is a comedic character. Like now he is a funny. But it character. would be funny taking that funny guy like how he is now and having a more serious tone movie. That would be interesting. That would be right. the next would, move yeah. you do. Right. So and they kind of. I mean, they kind of had hints of that with with Gore because yeah. Gore is obviously a serious villain. He's yeah. not like. He's not like one of these jokey jokester villains who's like, you know, quipping and and stuff like that. Like Gore, dude is he means business. He's going to kill people. Like this is Well, not... in all fairness, Hella was also that. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Oh yeah. Who like, also yeah, another saying... character that could be alive or in Valhalla. So there you go. <laughs> or 
Is Melissa McCarthy actually Hilla yes. in, in New that was, that If anything, <laughs> if to, anything folks, to mention that. that is the reason why you go see this movie, is their little like, play <laughs> they do. Melissa McCarthy and Matt Damon. Yep. <laughs> and, Lea- and Liam showed up again. Hemsworth as Thor, and then Sam O'Neill as Odin. So there you go. Liam was Thor? I didn't even know that. He was Thor in the, in the other one, in Ragnarok. Yeah. In Ragnarok, okay. Oh yeah, yeah okay. And, and, and this, in this one, one he wasn't right. Yeah, that was, was that it? was Liam. That and, was Liam and Sam O'Neill from your Jurassic Park. Yeah, I okay. I saw um yeah Sam O'Neill. Yeah, that was fantastic. But I saw I saw Thor and I was like that guy looks familiar and yeah, I couldn't place it who it was. It's his so it's Liam. That's yeah. That's fantastic. I love that. So and just the little things that they're sprinkling in these movies is is amazing. So okay, and then we want to talk about the final. The last, or not the, the last, the, the first post credit scene. The thing I had called since this movie said there yes. are going to be other gods. I bet, yeah, like you, like you said, I bet we could dig in the the archives and find an Infinity Bros podcast episode where you or any of the other Infinity Bros, I think we've mentioned I, it a I few times. I looked over at my wife in theater as we were shown who Zeus was talking to, and I said, called it. <laughs> and we, when Zeus, because Zeus gets like sh- shot through the chest, and we're like, "Oh, Z- mm-hmm. Thor killed Zeus!" Oh yeah, and I'm like, "Nah, yeah, Zeus is still alive." So end credit scene, <laughs> Zeus is like talking, like, "Oh, we're gonna show the people, you know, who I am, because they forgot who I am." Blah blah blah. And then you pan to Hercules. I'm like, "Thank the Lord, Hercules is here," because oh I wanted Hercules. I wanted Marvel's Hercules in this universe because you showed us Black Knight, so we. So at some point we're getting a Black Knight Hercules Blade team up, and I can't wait. And they got the actor okay. from Ted Lasso. From Ted Lasso, yeah. yeah. I was just I was just trying to look up his name. I, I totally forgot his name. Anyways, anyways, I'm looking at the cast though to to backtrack a little bit. Yeah. The reason why I couldn't place actor Thor is because it's his brother Luke, not Liam. It's not. Oh, it wasn't. So the it's, first yeah, one, it's his brother Luke. I thought it was Liam. Was so. Oh, there you go. That's what it says on the cast list here. And I was like, because I, I know what Liam looks like. Like, I watch Hunger Games. Was, I know what he looks like. Was Liam in Ragnarok or was it always Luke? And I just got I the names know. wrong. That's a Nah, yeah, that's a good question. You, I don't you go know. on. I, don't I, remember I will look. Him. I will look. Okay. All right. Yeah. So anyways, uh, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. So we've been talking about Hercules potentially being in this movie for a while now. And one of the first times I remember mentioning that is when the first teaser trailer for Thor came up. There was this one shot where... It's kind of like panning out on Thor and Korg. And there's like a yes. little bit of space in the frame. It was Luke. And a few of us, it was Luke, yeah. okay. A few of us were like, I bet there's somebody else that they CGI'd out of that shot. Hmm. And we were like, that potentially could be Hercules. Like, I mean, we're talking about gods. We kind of knew that that's what the story was focused on. We mm-hmm. had seen a couple shots of Russell Crowe, you know, as Zeus. So we're like, this is the perfect opportunity to introduce Hercules into the MCU, which, I mean, for those of you non-comic book readers, Hercules is a pretty big part of the MCU. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, introduced it, to yeah. me by the the Ultimate Alliance games. Like, th- I played those Ultimate Alliance games before reading any comics about the MCU or the Marvel, you know, or DC, anything like that. And Hercules plays... Uh, a nice role in I I think it's the first uh, Ultimate Alliance game, mm-hmm. uh, but anyways, yeah, like he's a he's a big character in the Marvel comics, so it's it's pretty awesome that we're that we're seeing him, and now he's gonna <laughs> apparently go down to Earth and try to mess Thor up, so we're gonna see a Hercules Thor battle 
at some point in the future of the MCU. So, okay, here's my question mark. All right. Is this the next Thor movie then? Is this Hercules versus Thor in the next Thor movie? Or are we going to see that no, prior to the next Thor movie? Because you would think the next Thor movie might be, if there is another Thor solo movie, it's mm-hmm. four to five years from now. So right. I think if it was a villain, like a bad guy, like a super bad guy, yes, maybe. Yeah. But I'm saying with Blade coming up, and we got already teases in Eternals of the Black Knight with Kit Harrington. Mm-hmm. He's showing up in one of their stories, right? Because okay. I don't think I don't think Thor is going to be on Earth when Hercules shows up. So it's okay. going to be some. It's going to be have to be some other Earth event. He might be in Captain America four. That maybe that would be interesting. So okay, I think that'd we'll see him sooner that, without you know, fighting. That's Thor. a good question. Is where where is Hercules going to show up? Because he said Zeus is going to set basically indicated that he's going to go back to Earth to show the people mm-hmm. who they need to fear. Right, so, and we saw in that last scene that Thor is not on Earth. He's yeah. some other planet. He's fighting another planet. Uh, yeah, he's helping other people. Right, and he's using he's using like the Bifrost uh, from Stormbreaker, yeah. uh, which which his daughter <laughs> wields now. Which is yeah. oh my gosh, that was that was fantastic. That final scene, actually, that final scene. By the way, Gore's daughter, which I don't even know if she has a name. I don't even remember if she has a name or not. But I that's think they actually... call her Love because he's like. Love. Okay, yeah. that's Chris, Chris Hemsworth's real-life daughter, uh, yeah. India, is the actress that, that plays uh, his daughter there. So I thought that was kind of a cool little little snippet there. I looked that up when I got home. I was like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. And that's how you get Thor to keep playing the movies. Like, I get to be in a movie with my daughter? Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. But now he's got somebody to pass the torch on to for yeah. Young Avengers, like you said. So, all oh, right, okay. Mark. Are we going to go into the weeds or are you going to ask me the question? Because right, I, let's get, I let's get into the weeds. I yeah. know we've, we've gone long. That's what we're here and for. I've, and I even told my wife it'd be done at 930. Um, but, I, <laughs> yep. but now I got to say this. Here's one of my predictions to future MCU. Because I know we've talked on the podcast before about, you know, Young Avengers, Avengers Disassembled, we got Kang involved, and I I even talked to my wife on the drive back, like, how do we get a version where it's just the Young Avengers? Here's my bold prediction. Kang is involved, Kang somehow is able to pull out all the senior superheroes, and all that's left are the young ones, and they're the ones that have to go fight and figure everything out to save the older Avengers. Let's say the older Avengers are like fighting on like a battle world or something like that. That's been my thought. So there's Gotcha. There's my thing. And yeah, but then definitely, we got, is definitely. Secret Invasion happening this year? Yeah, so, so like we have Secret we, Invasion no coming up. I believe do. that's next year, if I am okay. remembering correctly, because we have She Hulk uh through the summer. Because I thought that was is that the next one after She Hulk. I thought that might Secret be Invasion was She-Hulk. still this year. You might be right. Because then be we right. got the I, I Wakanda Forever movie. We have Wakanda Forever coming out this... That's not coming out this year. That's next year, isn't it? Or is it I this thought year? It was, I thought it was this fall. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is this is wild. Dude, they're, they're ramping everything up. Remember, this is supposed to all start in 2020 with Falcon and Winter Soldier was supposed to be the first show out. Right. Remember that. Yeah. Crazy, man. Yeah, we're getting so much, so much Marvel content. They said... See, Phase four ends in twenty twenty three, so that's already next year. So, already next year, yeah. We only got a couple more projects left with Miss Mar- Marvel wrapping up here this week. So crazy stuff, man. Well, Mark, any other final quick notes about Thor: Love and Thunder? Um, we've already gone way over our usual time, so we are going to skip 
our uh, our we were gonna rank our phase four movies, but I think that would probably take. I a think we just do right, too much. Time. I think we just do just right now. Rat- All right, Rattle Moth. Let's do a quick one. Yep, Rattle Moth. You already know yours, so yeah, why don't I, you so go ahead? My one is Thor: Love and Thunder. Two is Shang Chi. Three is Spider Man: No Way Home. Two or then four would be Doctor Strange. Two, five Eternals, and then number six Black Widow. Okay, it's a good list. It's a good list. All right, here's mine. My number one is Spider Man: No Way Home already said that it probably isn't the best film, but like my favorite for mm-hmm. sure. Number two, I think Shang-Chi. Number three, Thor Love and Thunder. Four, Multiverse of Madness. Five, this is a tough one, five and six between Black Widow and Eternals. I think I'm going to put, I think I'm going to put Black Widow at five and Eternals at six. Mm-hmm. I still enjoyed Eternals. So that's, yeah. I don't think that's, and a, I that's enjoyed Black Widow. Slight. So it's just like, right. but those are my five and six. It's like, I absolutely adored David Harbour and Florence Pugh in Black Widow. Like, Oh, that movie. And, and David Harbour's character is also someone that still exists in our universe. So yes, yes. Oh my gosh. Seeing a red guardian, like throwback showdown with Chris like, Tavis would be awesome. And, and that's another oh. thing. You know, now that we're trying to wrap it up, that I talked with my beautiful wife Kelly is, are we getting too many characters? But I think I think Kevin Feige's got something up his sleeves that it's gonna. He's got a plan. We, we're just got to wait and Feige. see. Trust yeah, the process. Tr- or row the boat. Trust. Let's go. <laughs> trust the process. Row the boat. Uh, we all believe in in Daddy Feige. So. Yeah. Wow, lots of lots of thoughts. But if you guys have any thoughts, make sure you hit us up at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on social media. You can check out theinfinitybros.com uh, for any of your Infinity Bros needs or to get some sweet Infinity Bros merch. Mark, thank you so much for chatting with me today. It has been a blast, my friend. It's been wonderful. And thank you, Infinity Bros Universe, for making us a part of your podcast experience. Wherever you're listening, however you're listening, we are so glad to be a part of it. So hit us up on Discord if you want to talk more about Thor Love and Thunder or any of the other social media uh, platforms that we are a part of. And thank you so much for uh, making all this possible to our patrons. If you want to check out some exclusive Infinity Bros content, make sure you check out our Patreon in which we have uncut, unedited Mark just going to town on, you know, everything under the sun. It's great. We laugh. We cry. Something that you don't want to miss out on. So make sure you check out the Infinity Bros Patreon for more exclusive content. Thank you so much again. We love you all 3,000. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros Podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitch, and YouTube at the Infinity Bros. You can also check out our website at theinfinitybros.com for links, reviews, and sweet merch. Feel free to send us listener feedback via social media or email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com.